You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com and emailing us at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com ideas from everywhere voices from nowhere since 2011 welcome to why not the sultan sea per nowhere california tradition here is your spoiler alert if you have not seen the 2002 movie the sultan sea you're not alone probably because this one kind of flew under some radar you're part of a large majority it's a damn good movie and we're going to discuss it yes so if you have not seen it nicest way possible pause us press play then come back yep it's available on all digital platforms if you want to not have to leave your house to go get it yeah and then in the meantime listen to our discussion of the Sultan Sea well the, all the openings are aside and we're doing a why not it's been a while since I know it has been it's been almost as long as this movie has been out no, yeah <laughs> well I think the last time we've done a why not was Dune with Nick yeah. And that's, I think it was towards mid last year that we did Dune. Yeah. We've been really getting into our commentaries. So yes. <laughs> we love our commentaries. Commentaries are always great. They're always fun. But we def- we've been talking about doing Salt and Sea for a while. We Yeah. I've, I think it's been talked, I mean, ever since we started the Why Not, Salt and Sea was always on the list of ones to do. But it's always been, it's never been the right time to do it because... Those of you who have seen the movie know of the tone of the movie. Yeah. You know, so it's always kind of, you know, hit or miss on whether or not. Because you got to think of the episodes that we've had that were playing before the movie and after the movie. Like, if we're doing, like, really positive episodes, you don't want to, like, shoehorn this, hey, here's this drug guy with a dead wife and, you know, all this other jazz in the middle of it. Yeah, when I was thinking about doing a why not for February, I was thinking, like, oh, we should do probably something romantic maybe do a romantic comedy or something like right. that and but we were bouncing around a bunch of different titles and then you said salt and sea i was like actually you know what that works yeah because it's lost it, love yeah it is a love story yeah it is a love story in a world of meth yeah <laughs> but the reasonings behind it are based on everything that everything that makes the movie the movie is all done because of someone's love exactly and i guess the best way before we jump really into the movie is my first exposure to this movie was kind of like donnie darko where i never saw a trailer right never did anything i just saw the cover i was like this looks kind of awesome <laughs> yeah see my exposure to it was through you you were like this movie's amazing you gotta watch it and i was like i was trying to remember like were we friends when i first saw this but i don't think I no think was, we didn't become friends till 2003 yeah and this came out in 2002 so it was when i was hanging out with my friend james and we saw Berlusconi's in the area yeah and it was one of those ones i saw the cover was like oh we're getting this one yep and we watched it freaking loved it yep and then we met the year later i'm like you gotta watch this movie it was it was one of the first movies you actually had me borrow yeah yeah i'm one of those pushers yeah no you're <laughs> you're, you're like hey man you want some good movies and you open up shit. your trench coat and you just got all these indie films hey, this is good shit right this here this is some good shit man <laughs> so, i'll get, get you the first taste for free so uh to jump right into it um this movie I guess the basic plot of this movie is the main character played by Val Kilmer. We'll go into cast names yep. and everything in a moment. He is in the world of meth. Yep. And it's revealed that he is a narc. Yeah. Or he, these two cops. Yep. But then there's more to it. Yeah. There's an underlying, there's a whole underlying plot line that doesn't even 
begin to occur until almost an hour into the movie. Yeah, and we'll delve into that in a moment. Yeah. So we'll go into our usual stuff. So this movie was directed by DJ Caruso, mm-hmm. and this movie was written by Tony Gayton. Now, see, something that's really cool is Tony wrote this script as a completely experimental, like... He never thought it'd be produced. Yeah, he was like, I just wanted to write something to show people I could write. Yeah. And he's showing it off, and it eventually just got picked up. I think it was like Lionsgate. It was like, we're doing this. Yeah. And Warner like, Brothers. Oh, Warner Brothers, yeah. Warner Brothers. And then he basically was like, fuck. <laughs> yep, okay. But then you look at the cast, and you know the reason why yeah. this became such a big thing, because so many people signed on to it. And just going through a basic cast list right now, mm-hmm. you have Val Kilmer as Danny Parker, Tom Van Allen, yeah, the lead character, and his split personality. I wouldn't really say split no, personality. No, Danny Parker was a mask that he yeah. wore. He was, he's, he was really Tom Van Allen the whole time, but he wore the mask of Danny Parker to yeah. get to where he needed to be. Yeah. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio played Pooh Bear excellently. Yeah, excellently. <laughs> well, yeah, the deranged freaking meth dealer. Yeah. Addict. No nose. <laughs> Creepy as hell. Creepy as hell. Adam Goldberg, Adam, Adam Goldberg plays Cujo, one of Tom Van Allen and Danny Parker's tweaker meth friends. Twe- tweaker partners. Yeah. I wouldn't even say, like, friend. He's not like, a friend, he, no. He's a partner. He just... In that world, you do, it's the tweaker party is you just surround yourself with a bunch of fuckers. Yep. And like he says in the movie, you'd party with them all night, but then you see them in the light of day, you wouldn't cross the street to piss on their head if it was on, on fire. fire. Yep. His only friend was Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah. Uh, next up is Louis Guzman as Quincy, his uh, next-door neighbor. Yep. Abusive asshole. Doug Hutchinson as Gus Morgan, one of the... Regular cops yeah. that he was in contact with and was one of the main reasons he entered this world. Yeah. He uh, he actually went, when he was studying for the role, he went on drug busts with yeah. LAPD, NARC, NARC Department. Riverside. Riverside. PD. Riverside PD. Yeah. Anthony LaPaglia as Al Garcetti, another, he was the other cop. The that, partner, yeah. yeah. Glenn Palmer as Bobby, Bobby Ocean. Bobby Ocean. <laughs> that freaking psychotic scene. He, yeah. I am the ocean. I am the ocean. Shut up! <laughs> Sitting on her on a mattress. Yeah. And um, let's see. Peter Sarsgaard, the amazing Peter Sarsgaard, yep. as Jimmy the Finn, a character that was actually based on somebody, for yep. real, the um, method that just wanted to be liked. Yeah, he just and, wanted to be everybody's friend. Yeah, and played it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deborah Kara Unger as Colette, uh, Quincy's... Girlfriend. No. Quincy's girlfriend... Val Kilmer's neighbor, and they end up forming a slight friendship. I wouldn't say it's like a bonding friendship. But yeah, it's... but then it's revealed at the end it was pretty much for naught. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then we got Chandra West as Liz, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Van Allen's wife. Right, yep. And we'll go with these final two. We have B.D. Wong as Bubba. B.D. Wong. Great damn Love that guy. And... R.L. Emery as Vern Plummer, uh, Tom's uh, father-in-law. Father-in-law, yep. And might, might as well throw her in there. Shirley Knight as Nancy Plummer, yeah, mother-in-law. His mother-in-law. Because they're, they have a very big, important yeah, they, aspect. They're, yeah, their scene is well, a very her, pivotal scene. She has a very important aspect. Yeah, it's a pivotal scene. So, as with most Why Nots, it's just time to dive right into the freaking movie. Yeah. Um, you, the movie starts with... Tom Van Allen, Danny Parker kind of explaining what's going on because his apartment's on fire. It's basically, right. 
one of those movies that start at the end. Yeah, it's like, how did I get here? And you dive right into the world. Right. And the interesting thing, he goes into the history of meth. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that always has a connection with me because I work retail. Yeah. And anytime someone comes to my register buying cold medicine, and I have to card them. Mm-hmm. And anytime they ask me, why do you have to card me? I always mention the Sultan Sea. Yeah. And this scene. Because he kind of goes into the whole history of meth and everything, how kamikaze pilots used to do it, and housewives in the 60s and everything, and it yep. became an underground thing. And then they show the meth cook at the end. Yeah. And he's like, if you see a weird, tweaked-out-looking guy at 3 in the morning buying all the cold medicine in a store, he's a cook. He's a cook, yep. And that's exactly what I mentioned to everybody when they go, like, why do you have to card me in? And I go, salt and sea. And then Tur- Turned out that there was a meth house, a cookhouse, a couple doors down from me when I was a kid. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I, no, nobody in the neighborhood knew it. One day I'm walking home from the bus stop, and then I'm walking down the street, and I see all of these cop cars, like one fire truck, but like huge, huge amount of police presence, like eight, nine cars. And I walk by, and I, I just walk by it, and I go home, and I call my mom, and I'm like, Mom, there's like eight police cars out in front of the house two doors down. She goes, what? And so she calls our neighbor uh, <laughs> in between us, and she asks him what's going on. He goes, yeah, it was a meth cookhouse. They kept oh, a, they cooked in one of the bedrooms. And this was up in the hills where your parents lived? No, not oh, where they live now, my oh, okay. old neighborhood, my neighborhood where I grew up. Oh, okay. I was about to say, that area, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, no. Past the history of meth and everything, we get right into the world that Danny Parker lives in. Right, and the cronies that he's with. Yeah, the meth heads and everything like that and then we meet garcetti and morgan yeah yeah because danny's a narc yeah pretty much plain and simple <laughs> yeah there's not much to it and he as you learn later in the movie he's a narc and he's the best narc because he doesn't give a shit about not narking on anybody yeah like his goal was to be their perfect rat and that's exactly it we learned that along the way because i i think this is going to be a lot different than our usual why nots because it's kind of like in the vein of like how we did Pump Up the Volume because there's not a lot to the movie, but the movie is still freaking right. amazing. Yeah, there's there's build it's it's a build up, build up, build up. But once you get to the scene that was getting built up, it just wraps up. Yeah, because you learn that Danny Parker is actually Tom Van Allen. Yep. Because it, like, earlier in life, Tom Van Allen and his wife were traveling through the Salton Sea, very beautiful area and everything, yep. but very fucking desolate. Yeah, it's it's a very crime-ridden area. Yeah, and as they were trying to find their way home and everything, they stopped at this one place that was proprieted by Meatloaf. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Tom... To get directions because they were lost. Yeah, Tom went to go take a leak and everything, and during that time, two people in ski masks bust in. With machine guns. Machine guns plow through everybody. Unfortunately for Tom's wife, she was hiding, but... During she made noise enough to where one of the masked men shot her in the head. Yep, that led Tom Van Allen down the rabbit hole that he is in now. Because yeah, and they even cover it later on or earlier on. Well, depending upon which context you're looking at the scene, the scene where he's with the FBI team, they cover exactly what he did to get where he's at. Yeah, he, you know, they showed him the evidence, the red hair. He thought back. He remembered the red hair at the gas station, the ring. He went and looked up the ring at the college. Found the guy, criminology, found him in the narc department. And, and realized it was Garcetti and Morgan. Yeah, and decided to become their rat. Everything that Tom Van Allen did when he became Dan, you know, Danny Parker was methodic and yeah. well thought out. Because, fuck, put yourself in his shoes, 
someone does that to your wife and you live through it. Oh yeah. You're tracking the dude down. Oh yeah. And but also during that time you're thinking it's just to bring him to justice. Yeah. But we realize also too he has some more ideas because he goes to the FBI, talks to them and everything and lets them know and that's where BD Wong comes in as Bubba but he's also uh, an FBI agent and realizing that Garcetti and Morgan are dirty cr- cops and realize that they they are the ones that attacked that place yeah. in the Salton Sea and killed Tom's wife. Right. So we get that and then that kind of brings us well throughout the entire thing we have Jimmy the Finn, Peter Sarsgaard mm-hmm. as honestly Tom's friend. Yeah, and Tom even calls him his friend. He says, you're my only friend and that I didn't lie about. Yeah, and I want to make sure you're safe during all this. And during that time to set up the big score, to set everybody up, we meet Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. Yeah, brilliantly played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Yep. He, uh, a lot of his, a lot of his idiosyncrasies to his character were thought of and created by Vincent D'Onofrio himself. You know, the mouth breathing, the uneven suntan, the mis, you know, the mismatched uneven clothing. That was all thought of by Vincent himself. Well, we really haven't touched on one important aspect of Pooh Bear. Well, yeah, the, well, that's because that wasn't. That wasn't brought up by Vincent. This no, was script. written into the script. He has no nose. Yeah, he, he wears a rubber nose. Yeah. And because he's done so much fucking mess. Yep. As they put it, Pooh Bear ha- had his nose in honey jars so often. Yep. He had his nose in Gak so often. Which, I don't remember Pooh having his head in jars as much as they put it to be. Well, <laughs> I mean, I but think it happened. this is the world of meth. Yeah. <laughs> and they could... Put his dick in freaking honey jars for all that matters, and that's Captain Stubing. Yep, <laughs> the Captain Stubing scene. It, 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 we could just explain it right now, but it's something to see. Yeah, <laughs> no, we'll keep the Captain Stubing scene for you to watch. for you guys to watch. <laughs> yeah, um, but Vincent D'Onofrio's Pooh Bear is the big score, the the thing that Tom Parker knows. Danny Parker. Danny Parker. That same. <laughs> Tom Van Allen. Danny Parker. I don't know who's who. They're the same person. Uh, well, he's going to be the big score that's going to set up the dominoes for the finale. Right. And that's where we get the finale. Which is, in context to the movie, we, we do know... I mean, they set up Pooh Bear to be an asshole of a guy. Yeah. And to where we don't care about him, so what happens to him at the end, we're okay with. But if you think about it, Danny Parker used him as a patsy, got him killed, and he had nothing to do with it. But also, too, Pooh Bear was a kind of a fucking social. Right, yeah, no, he was a fucking asshole and deserved what he got. Killed a dude with a wheelchair. Yeah, like, deserved what he got, but still, like, if it wasn't for Danny Parker's plan, Pooh Bear wouldn't have even been involved. Yeah, which one point his leg burst into the flames. Yeah, from the gunshot to his own leg. Yeah, and uh, during that time, like, we're leading up to this big deal, big score and everything, where we actually see... Uh, Danny Trejo pop up as uh, Little Bill, one of Pooh Bear's right hand men, and everything. And that, once again, check out the Captain Stubing scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get this big finale where the FBI thinks that Danny Parker, Tom Valen Allen, is ready to do it as Bubba meets up with Tom at the motel. Mm-hmm. The swap has happened. Yeah, they swapped in the liquor store. Yeah. And actually, it's Jimmy there, and one little plot hole we kind of pointed out is like FBI would have arrested. Yeah, he would have been arrested. Yeah, he would have been like, nope, you're not changing this on us. Yeah, (laughs) but this leads to the finale where Tom shows up to 
Pooh Bear's house, house compound, shack, compound gets ready for the deal, blasts everybody basically yep. to let Morgan and Garcetti come in to, to do what the, he knows no, they're going to do. do, which was shoot up everybody anyways. Yeah. And for Tom to get his revenge. Right. And he, and he takes Garcetti out one shot yeah. perfectly. Blast right in the freaking... But he didn't care. He wasn't out for Garcetti. He yeah. was out for Morgan. Yeah, Garcetti was just part of it. He was yeah. the right-hand man. So torture or just a painful death was not in the cards. Yeah, he just, he, he just wanted him out of the way. Get him out of there so he can have Morgan. Or Morgan, yeah, because yeah. Morgan was the one who pulled the trigger on his wife. Exactly. And just more callously about it. Yeah. And you got to think, especially probably during that time that he was Danny Parker... How Morgan probably was treating him and everything is like, oh, you're going to just let me die. Yeah. If you can let me die, you're going to let me die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think they intend, I also think the way that Garcetti spoke to, to Parker when he was like, we don't want to accidentally shoot you. I honestly think they are probably planning on killing him. Oh, yeah. At, no, this, were, at this bust. Yeah. They're probably ready for Like when Morgan saw him down, like saw Tom on yeah. the ground, he's probably like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. Well, he never even checks his never never checks his pulse which, because he'll regret it. <laughs> yeah, he regrets it, which is stupid. You always always check the pulse. Yeah, because they dispatch everybody. Pooh Bear gets capped. Yep, and then Tom Van Allen gets up, sh- shows that he has a bulletproof vest on. Yep, like we said, blast Garcetti. Once. Which there was hint to the bulletproof vest in the beginning of the movie. Exactly. When yes, he bought the gun, you see him try on the bulletproof vest. Yeah, and nice segue because we flash back to. The kid with the gun during right. the battle because when Danny Tom is picking up the guns, the very uh, calculated kid that's selling the guns. Yeah, the kid who knows his stuff. Yeah, throws it down, telling him with every gun, like every spec. Yep, eight yeah. round, eight round, eight capacity. round chain, eight round capacity, and then he has a then he has some self doubt and says, "Or is it nine? And then we get a nice little, well, what do you think it is, mister? Eight or nine. But big, big fucking difference. Yeah, because at that time, Morgan has gotten the gun away from Danny and, and has him down. Yeah, after he stabs him. Yep. And we're getting that climax because also, too, as Pooh Bear was trying to recover from the shooting that just yep. went down, he was loading up a freaking syringe. Buttload of, buttload of meth. Meth into a syringe, but yep. gets capped and drops the needle. Yep. And that leads to where Morgan has the gun pointed at Danny. Yep. And Danny's trying to remember, is it eight or nine? Which, at, at, unfortunately for me, having grown up around guns, yeah, I know that no no three fifty no three fifty seven ever made by Smith and Wesson had nine shots. Yeah. They've only ever made they. I mean, even it's always six or eight. There's never nine. It's it's it's, it's it, always well. It's also, very calculated. it's very calculated. And guns are always in even numbers. Yeah. Chambers would better be a clip or a revolver chamber. It's always in even numbers. So when they were like eight or nine, I was like, it's eight. Yeah. So I I was like, Danny's not dead. Which you knew he wasn't going to die that way anyway. It's kind of a fucked way to end, though. Yeah. (laughs) Would have been a very boys don't cry ending. He was like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) But then we realize it's eight. Yep. And he. Grab, he's able to grab the syringe and jam it right in the Morgan's neck. Which, who has probably never done meth in his life. Yeah, but also... So to get hit with that huge of a dosage right off the bat. You either think Pooh Bear was either getting ready to die... Yeah. Or he needed that much to make it to whatever medical place... Yeah. 
someone like Pooh Bear goes to. Yeah, well, with as isolated as he was in Palmdale, he was probably a good hour away from any hospital. Yeah. And he had no one to drive him because everyone was dead. So he was probably heading up a lot of meth so the pain would go away so he could get himself to a fucking hospital. Yeah, so pretty much more. Or knowing how fucking psycho he is, he would just grab some pliers and pull the bullet out himself. Actually, I think it probably leaned more towards that. Yep, super glue the whole shit. Yeah, but then Morgan takes the hit. Yep. (laughs) And that kind of ends the movie. Because then we that see- ends that ends the Danny Parker life the 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 plan the Danny Parker plan wraps up in that scene because Danny goes and f- gets another gun and just unloads the clip into well, he Morgan. Well, initially he was going to kill himself. Right, he's going to kill himself. Couldn't do it. Gets up, goes and unloads the clip into Morgan, and then and leaves. Heads home. We never, but we never see anything else. Like Danny's back in his apartment, addressed as Tom Van Allen. Because during the movie, every time you see him has. Danny Parker, he always comes home, puts on the Tom Van Allen gear, almost washes the dye out of his hair, reminder so he doesn't get too lost in that world. And we almost forgot to mention too, as much as he gets lost in that world, he has somebody that's constantly following him. That's not police related or meth related because the parents of his dead wife, her mom seems to be following him everywhere. Right, which he doesn't know at first. He just knows the car's following him. He thinks it's the people that are out to kill him because yeah. he ratted on the Domingo boys. Yeah. And then when they run the plates, they tell they tell him that it's a Nancy Plummer, which is ironic because that was my my grandmother's maiden name was Plummer. Oh, wow. uh-huh. So Nancy Plummer, which she spelled it with a P-L-M-U-B. Theirs oh, was wow. double M. But yeah, when they said Nancy Plummer for the first time, I was like, hey... Yeah, we get an inter- and then we get an interesting crossing of the worlds. Yeah, he he goes and visits them. You know, he, he's in, he's not in the Danny Parker gear. He's in the Tom Van Allen gear. His hair's nice and done, and yeah. dye is gone. He's not wearing the rings. Covers the tattoos and covers up the injuries and everything yep. like that. But mainly, it's not really like, uh, hey, let's have dinner visit. It's like more. You need stop. to say the fuck away. It's dangerous down here. Yeah. I don't need you. Yeah, and that's what we get in that scene where I don't think her. her her husband knew what the hell was No, going she on. wasn't. She was doing that on her own. Yeah, and he the you can tell by Lee Emery he was just like, What the fuck? Mm-hmm. You're going to where? Yeah. It's like leave him alone. Yeah. But then you can kinda hope he does cross paths with him because as he comes home from Pooh Bear's compound and everything mm-hmm. and maybe puts Danny Parker away forever. For good. He reminds himself who he is, Tom Van Allen, but then we get Louis Guzman. Yep. behind him and reminds him, no, you're fucking Danny Parker. And shoots his ass. Gut shots him. Yep. And then uh, Colette mm-hmm. is there and re- we realize she's been not really playing him, but she hasn't been honest, honest with him. She hasn't what, been honest with him. Because during the movie, Tom hands her off some meth and like, go put this in the apartment. I'll call my people. We'll get him put away. Put away. But when that scene happens... And I never realized this until you were just recently watching yep. that scene. She never puts it in there. She never puts it in the apartment. Yeah, they mentioned that they never put it in there, but I never realized she was holding it during yep. that scene. Yep. And that's when we realized, oh crap, he she's been being manipulated by by Quincy. Quincy. Yep. And as she talked about throughout the movie, they have her daughter. Yeah. So she has to do what she has to do. Yeah. And Tom was like, I understand. Don't worry about it. But this is as his apartment started to burn down. Yep. And that well, that leads to the final climax where right. we're wondering, if, is he going to die? Is he going to live? Is he going to die? Because we're caught up now to the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And we realize as the flames are going, smoke's going, we cut to a scene where he's being 
carried by he's floating something. he's floating over some linoleum and that's his trigger that he's in hell yeah, he goes oh linoleum i must be in hell yeah and then the, the bright light comes he's like oh what a cliche one of my favorite quotes and it was a past movie quote monday for our instagram yep. because it's such a damn good quote and we realized it was jimmy that saved yep jimmy's him. saving him yeah which in the real world he'd been arrested by the fbi <laughs> but he i mean he could have got let go because in reality they're they're i mean all he would get is obstruction of justice yeah. and that's a ticket or, that's a court date that he wouldn't have been put or in even cell bubba could have been like you need to get his ass back here yeah well you, yeah. you have to check in with us at this yeah. time or we will yeah. arrest your ass. had he got an obstruction of justice charge he would have been processed through holding and then given a court date so he it's the and theoretically he could have been there to help he could have been it's it they don't explain it enough for us to not know, but no, it, the but, important thing is he was there. Right, he was there and saves him. And then we get the finale where he's not Danny, he's not Tom. Yep, he doesn't know who he is. Yeah, but he likes the chances. Yep. So that's that, salt and sea. That's salt and sea, you guys. Yeah. Um, Please check it out. Like I said at the beginning, at the top of the show, it is available on all digital platforms: Voodoo, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon. Yeah. Um, it doesn't play. Uh, it very rarely plays on any of the free platforms. Yeah. Uh, um, if you look for it, you know where to find you're it. You're right. Um, Please don't bit torrent it. Pay for the movie. Pay for it it needs the money. Yep, needs the yeah, money. Independent movies don't do that with any. Don't do that with any movie. Don't do it with any movie. But please don't deal with independent movies. Yeah. Like we talked about, though, uh, Val Kilmer was amazing. This is my favorite Val Kilmer movie. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And with the canon that Val Kilmer has, that says a lot. Yeah. Yep. Because he's a damn good actor. Yeah. Yeah. But this one just stood out a lot to me. Yeah. And then you notice the cast and everything. So. Right. So... I, I think that's a. I think that wraps us up, man. Yeah, we usually do trivia, but I think we hit a lot of good trivia. We did. We 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 did our research before and interspersed it throughout the episode. Yeah. So, if you want, um, go it, YouTube. It's not like either of us hasn't looked at the IMDb of this multiple times. Exactly. So, if you need your night court music fix, you can go to YouTube. YouTube. So. With that being said, I'm not sure when the next why not's going to happen. But in between, if you guys have an idea for a why not that you want us to do, go ahead and drop us a line at nowhere underscore California at yahoo.com. Or you can reach us you know, via Facebook, facebook.com slash nowhere California. You can send us a message. Let us know a movie that we haven't covered yet yeah. and that you guys want to see. If we can get our hands on it, we will do it. Oh, we will. We will. Do, I'll, hey, I, we did the Apple last year as the why, yep. so we'll do it. Yep. Should we give them a hint as to what our next why is going to be? Um, well, this is a. I think our our sequels episode coming up. Yeah, I think that will be the hint. That'll time. be the hint. All right, because that that one's coming out in the beginning of March, and I don't know if it's on your list for that one. Sure as hell's on mine. Oh, see, it's not on mine. Yeah, but until then, nice little cliffhanger for you. There you go. Um, uh, we hope you enjoyed the why not on Salt and Sea. Yep. And if if you guys had watched the movie before, so you knew you weren't going to be spoiled, and we made you want to watch it again, go check it out. It's, it's one of those it, movies that holds strong. Yeah, and you can repeat watch it. You know, it's definitely one I want to own in my collection. I don't own it yet, unfortunately. Every time I've ever watched it, I've had to borrow it from you. But it's definitely one I intend. I own to... it. I still own the clapper case. <laughs> there you go. The the original style DVD case. Yeah. So with all that being said, this has been Josh. This has been Doug. And you know what? When you are watching a movie and you're wondering if you want to watch it. Always watch it. And just ask why not. Why not?